Hello and welcome to What A Time To Podcast, powered by Whatba. My name is Walid, also known as Walidify. This is my co-host, Fike. So, Fike, how are you doing today? I am very well on this fine summer evening. Very yeah, it's hot. A, it's a hot evening. It's like, it was like 29 degrees throughout the whole day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbearable, unbearable heat. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys had heard our first podcast. Um, we're now going to talk about many different things uh, and try a new segment out, which will come out later in the podcast as well yep um but the first segment we want to talk about is currently the euros so the euros 2020 or 2021 depending on how you want to yeah, brand yeah it. it's uh, <laughs> yeah well the brand name is euro 2020 yeah. they really want to home that in they're yeah, like literally. no it's not 2021 it's 2020 <laughs> yeah call it that yeah um euros is looking um after a year's delay you know it's coming out i mean what what's your opinion on it because deep I mean, in the back of your head, you know the World Cup's coming next year. Yeah. So I feel like me personally, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also like, it seems like a filler kind I of feel like, tournament. I feel like because it didn't happen last year, um, with previous Euros and World Cups, it's like you watch any match regardless of what the match is. Yeah. Um, but this Euros, it's like, I don't care about the other matches. Yeah. I've, I mean, I do, but then sometimes I'm just like, you know, if I miss it, I miss it. Like, yeah. I'm really not bothered. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, I, I like watching all the matches because every match has, you know, it's football, so anything can happen. Yeah. But it's like this year, I'm just like, it's like Scotland against whoever. I'm like, do I really want to sit and watch Scotland? And then it's just like, the only games I want to watch is like England or Germany. And that's it. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think as as we go past the group stages a bit more, some of the big matches coming up, yeah. you know, like like the group of death, we're going to have a big match yeah. all the time. Um, I think that's when we're probably going to get more interested. But you're right, like, like you mm. know, I don't, I don't want to watch Scotland against Czech Republic. Yeah. No disrespect, but I'm just not really interested. I mean, saying that, Czech Republic did have two really good goals. So yes, but we don't know that yet because by the time we release this, it happened today. It happened today, yeah. Yes, but by the time you release it, they might have awful results. What do you mean? It's already happened though. So, so no, no it, it, it has happened, but look, with football, you can have one really good result and then next result. You can oh, be I see what you, you mean. What I mean? I see and I don't want to, I don't want Czech Republic fans coming back to us and be like, "Well, it's fight, you jinxed it. It's your yeah. fault. <laughs> you gave us hope, and, and then Sue Wapba. Sue Wapba. Yeah. So we want to be careful with yeah. that. Our boss has no money anyway, so it, it wouldn't really go well. <laughs> but besides that, um, yeah, but yeah, well, what I was saying about the actually about the Czech Republic game was. Um, the goals so it's like mm. what you're watching is for the goals even like 2018 like the russia world cup like the opening game was like russia saudi arabia technically yeah. no one cares but it's like a five minute goal great game. it was a really good yeah, game it was a good game um and all the other games afterwards were like you just wanted to watch it because it's like you get that two-year gap between national matches like national yeah. team games yeah um i think with like the introduction of um what was that weird thing they did for european teams as well the national league something like that super league no, that's the that's the Champions League. I mean, the for national teams. Oh, uh, the Nations Cup or Nations yeah, League. Or Nations something. League, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Euros, and then you have the World Cup, and it's like, mate, how many times do you want to watch the same well, teams? I, I think the Nations League was just a way of making friendlies more attractive, but everyone deep really knew that it was not a, a cup. Yeah. Like you didn't see Portugal go out of the moon that they won it. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so everyone knows it was just a filler, just a marketing ploy. Um, Euros definitely holds some weight still. Like it yeah. still means a lot. Um, Funny enough, I think England have never won it actually. Um, I think they won it in '96. Have they won it in '96? I think that's why Foden made his hair blonde. No, no, no they reached the semi-finals that year. They never actually won it. Oh, they never yeah, won it. In, oh, England have a habit where um, they have uh, what they call an amazing season, and they put it in their books because they only have one World Cup. 
And by the way, every English fan will probably agree. <laughs> it's hopefully they agree and don't you know discredit two no, brown I mean, boys. I, I, I mean, about this. Here's a cycle when it comes to England. Um, when there's no tournament, everyone talks about how bad they are. Mm-hmm. All falling to be fixed when the tournament arrives. It's coming home, and I do yeah. like that. I think that's you should always back your team. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's. I mean, yeah, just back your team when it comes to. But here's the um, issue. I think everyone here in England know there's an element of banter towards it. Yeah. Like, it's not too serious. Yeah. But people, other countries in Europe are taking it very seriously. Yeah, that's for sure. Like they, they actually are calling England, England fans, England pundits, sorry, English pundits, they're calling them arrogant. Yeah. Because they actually believe that they believe that. I, I think it just comes down to English sarcasm, which not many people understand too much. Yeah, I think it's a very particular thing when it comes to English sarcasm. It's um, like, it's basically lying, but pretending it's sarcasm. I mean, let's put it this forward. <laughs> Guys, we are, no one actually believes it's coming home, just to clarify, okay? There's yeah. yeah. no arrogance here. It's, to be honest <laughs> with you, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of funny that we swore for a good laugh. Yeah, we don't need to bring back a three-year-old trend. Of it's coming home. Oh, yeah, but it's <laughs> the trend is already there. There's people yeah. actually getting tattoos where it's like it's coming home 20, uh, 21. Well, actually, w- would you put 2020 or would you put 21? <laughs> Let's clarify that first. <laughs> I mean, depending, I mean, seeing as like FIFA and stuff, you know, broke like market it as year 2020, I guess 20 yeah. makes sense, but Man, they want that bag. They want, yeah, as soon as the clubs want to form a super league, though, no, destroying <laughs> football, <laughs> all about the money. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's talk about the England team because that's probably what most people want to talk about. And I mean, that's probably where we know most of our expertise for football as well. Yes. Um, so what do you think about um, Gareth Southgate's selection? Well, the selection is not... I don't really have an issue with the selection, to be fair. Mm. I think he just went, look, who's good or I'll put him in. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like oh, Because yeah. some players can switch positions mm-hmm. and... You don't always have to have like, you know, like I don't know, like four centre backs or something on those yeah, lines. Yeah, for sure. Um the only issue I have is Gareth Southgate himself. He's just tactically inept. Like he's yeah. not he's not a good manager. Like let's be honest. Really he's achieved nothing. Um Again, by the time this comes out, I can yeah. literally have egg on my face and yeah. they could do amazing. So by the time we finally do some you know. crazy masterclass and he could like revolutionize football. Yeah. I doubt it though. Um but the game that we saw um, Yeah, the England Croatia game was I mean, the driest game. Because there was no tactics. It was even so the subs dry. he bought on made no sense because they were like for like subs. He didn't really change anything. The thing the thing I I don't have an issue with Southgate because you know, I'm a Man United fan. And my manager's like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. So when he first came in, people were like, who's this guy, bro? No, <laughs> but, but he still had experience. Yeah, but it's not really the greatest experience at of the course. same time. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like Southgate coming in for England. It was re- relatively the same. I, 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 did you know why I disagree? It's because other managers who came in from other countries, like Joachim Löw yeah. in Germany, he did spend his time managing the youth teams. And yeah. then he was assistant or um, Klinsmann, like, and apparently he's quite heavily involved with the tactics. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so when they brought him on, it was a project for him. Yeah. Which is why in his first World Cup, he actually took a massive step. Like, he, all those senior players, he just said, look, don't really want you. And he yeah. brought all these under-21 young German team, yeah. who, which then carried and revolutionized forward. Mm. I mean, really, what did Southgate do in that World Cup? Yeah. Like, it, to be honest with you, England, if they did not reach the same... I mean, reaching the semifinals is good. Like, there's no doubt about it. But with the half they had... If they didn't reach the semi-finals, it would have been a major, major flop. 
Yeah. And to be honest sure. with you, some may say they should even have reached the final. You know? Yeah. So it depends on how you look at it. I mean, the it. team was good. Um, but yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know if it's like English teams or something to do with the Prem or whatever, but mm. there's always that downfall or that slow build up of play or that not really wanting to get there. Because there's no tactics, you know. I mean, yeah. if, you know if, you, if you have the players there and you don't have a system or an identity, mm. it's, it becomes a training session. Yeah, literally. It becomes yeah. a friendly game. Every single game becomes a friendly. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, like, again, it may even change. Um, so yeah, I feel it was very limited knowledge right now. <laughs> yeah. But I was watching Spain and, you know, even Spain now, they're a completely different team than they were back in, you know, the mm. day was that they dominated. But the identity is still there. Yeah. It's tiki-taka, it's fast-flowing, it's yeah. keeping position and off the ball, they're pressing high, getting that ball back. Mm. It's, it's the I mean, identity of the country as well. Yeah, I mean, there's also the fact that you've got Luis Enrique, who did the same exact thing at Barcelona. Yeah, and that's so where that's, the managers come in, right? Yeah. It's the top sure. draw manager against the because manager's done nothing. Even if you look at Gareth Southgate, I mean, yeah, by the time all this comes out and stuff, um, there could be a possibility that, you know, England win the Euros or whatever, and people are like, yeah. oh, look, this is what Southgate does and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, Southgate's identity is not there. There's no, there's never really been an English formation or like an English press or an yes. English defense. And isn't that weird how there's the English game and everyone recognizes it yeah. because it's there in the Premier League. It's intense. It's get stuck yeah. in. But the national team doesn't really have that, which is really yeah, odd. Which is odd. Yeah, because really they, they, odd. they do it all year round. So you'd expect <laughs> them to come into the national team and be like, yeah, let's do what we did. But, but then you, you realize that there's not many English managers left in the Prem. Yeah, that's true. There is a few. I don't know them off the Who's not there anymore? So clearly, not many English. Yeah, it's true though. That's what I mean. Like, like, I think top four managers. I think he must have been the only manager who was there. Yeah, top four. Yeah, he was the only one. And then yeah, you got Tuchel came in. Won the two Germans. You got two Germans. (laughs) Both won Champions League. Got a Spaniard, (laughs) and you got a guy from Norway. Yeah. Yes, you do. (laughs) So, So there's no not many British managers, and the thing is. Those guys, their managerial background, not even background, just their country, they bring that in. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, Guardiola yeah. brings that Spanish, yes. you know, flair and stuff like that. And that press that you were talking about, the tiki taka and stuff. Yeah. You know, Jürgen jo- jo- no, jo- no, Klopp. Yeah. Tuchel bring that German side to it. Yeah. Which is really aggressive. Yeah. Getting there for the ball. Tactically, just on it. Yeah. Um, wherever they can to win off the ball. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is just, I think he's won like, out of the blue moon who just brings his own i don't well, know what his tactic is but it works <laughs> well well um I mean, that, that's a whole separate issue yeah that's <laughs> you know, when it goes to on a soul track man united everyone has an opinion on a, it so it's a whole nother podcast i guess yeah, it's, literally, it's literally a whole nother podcast um, um but you're right like every every manager does bring in their own i feel like almost their own country's identity as you yeah. mentioned and england really should have that but there's just there's no one out there, really. I mean, the only one who honestly comes to my head is Big Sam. Yeah. Because he has that philosophy. Yeah. And, well, to be fair, he's the only manager who has a 100% win record for England. Yeah, he uh, did the one game and then left, no? Yeah, so so technically, you know, he's probably the greatest English manager of all time, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Or the manager who won the World Cup. That's probably the greatest. But yeah. to me personally, I think England, because of the lack of managers available right now, I mean, you could look at Harry Redknapp, but I don't rate Harry Redknapp as a manager right now in the modern game. Yeah. Um. Don't. They may need to actually go for a a manager who's not English. 
I mean, they did that with um, a couple times. Couple times, Pelle yeah. Capello as well. Before that, it was um, I'm Swedish, don't you know? Um, he's a legendary manager as well. It's kind of disappointing that we don't know his name, but that's 2006. Yeah, yeah some Swedish Donny, I think yeah. it was. <laughs> as a disrospective, though, he's actually. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he was really good Real as Madrid, a manager. Like, yeah, like big manager, Juventus. Um, but, anyways, like, I think. I think Capella didn't work because um, he was a bit too strict, apparently. But I mm-hmm. think someone like. I mean, someone like Arsene Wenger would be amazing. Yeah. But then. That's it, a dream manager. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But then. I mean, if you want 14 years without a Prem, but anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> but look at the team he had. <laughs> he, he had decent. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 he had, he had, had, he had Shamak up front. <laughs> no disrespect to Shamak. If you want to buy the WAP app, please do. You've got fantastic hair. So actually, I would love, it'd be amazing. <laughs> love it if you, you, know, if you came on the podcast. partnered with us. Because honestly, that guy has some legendary hair. Yeah. So I'd love to have him on. 100%. Um, you can download and book your appointment as well to get your hair cut like Shamak. <laughs> That's a bit of free press there. But no disrespect, like when you have players like that up front and you still make top four, that's a huge achievement. And you're yeah, competing 100%. against Barcelona. That Barcelona team was incredible. Yeah. And they won one of the games. Sorry, they, it was 2-2. Mm-hmm. But it was a moral victory. You know? Yeah, literally. So, and I think when it comes to the English game he, and in Premier, Premier League, I think he really understands it. Yeah. But Arsenal is probably not coming back in management. Mm. So that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Apparently no, Mourinho sure. said no before. So Alex said no before. Yeah. I mean, but then it comes, it comes down. So English doesn't, like England doesn't have, you know, that tactic of we do yeah. this on the pitch but then they have but they then do have that we're friends we're you know one team we're one group we're one people we do this together yeah there's no one left behind everyone's important so does that counter the effect of not having the tactics but having each player individually knowledgeable yeah of knowing what to do on the pitch and being like i can trust my teammate yes yeah yeah so um th- there are a couple of points to that um Basic point, so England uh, before did not have that, so the fact they have that now is yeah. good, is a positive. Uh, but most countries have it and have had it for time. Yeah, that's true. So England's almost playing catch-up at that point. Mm-hmm. The issue with football um, is it's a very, it's heavily drilled when it comes with tactics, yeah. especially in the top teams. 100%. Um, the manager really does dictate, which is why they change managers so often, because you can change the season. Look at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, so because of that, you have to have tactics like... A great manager will always annoy three, four players, top players. Yeah, it's just the way it happens because they're so they believe in their system so much. Yeah, with international football, you can actually get away with it a certain degree because the football quality isn't as high. Yeah, um, as it is there, so a lot of the teams end up doing well don't really have a tactic. Yeah, so there's a possibility of them getting away, but the top top teams, the ones who win the trophies, mm-hmm. they have an identity and they have a tactic. You have to be. Like, you have to be good. Yeah. Like, if you look at the past winners, probably the past three World Cup winners, each yeah. one of them has a separate identity and they used that to win. Yeah. I mean, France had, I mean, it was based on players. Yeah. But they had a really great defense. So they just took all the pressure off. Mm-hmm. And then guys like Kante, who again disturbed the play. Yeah. And then Pogba, as, and Matuidi, sorry, along with Kante. And then Pogba was a guy just drilling that ball forward. Yeah. And Mbappe Griezmann, sorry, Griezmann providing support. Jeru Perez support Mbappe just running up and down, just destroying defenders. Yeah. It was just a great system. But then um, you can also look at Portugal. Portugal, if you ever thought of Portuguese national football. But that goes back to the point. It's their tactics. That's why they won. Yeah, that's true. That is true, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like with England, it's just the, 
I think the only reason they even made semi-finals is because they had that friendly manner with each other. Yeah, it, it wasn't the tactics. The tactics were dry as hell. Yeah, well, but, it was the run as well. You're right. It yeah. was the fact they were actually friends this time. Yeah, and the run was easy. And I think football is such a um, a complicated sport, um, but really the managers make such a huge impact. Mm. And international football is more simple than club football. Yeah. Club football is such a high quality. So with international football, if you have an identity, you're probably going to make it to the semis. Yeah. Any sort of identity. Yeah. Yours is probably going to be no different. Um, I don't know. I don't... I think England right now have an opportunity because of the young players they have and the talent. They can build yeah. something really good. For sure. No, look. It's coming home is a joke. No one actually <laughs> believes they're going to win it. But there is a sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a sense that there is something being built. There's a foundation, a strong foundation. I feel like I feel like the foundation was built in Euro 2016, and then we saw the fruits of that in 2018. Sort of. I think you're forgetting what happened in Euro 2016. Maybe Iceland. <laughs> Iceland is what happened. In yeah, Euro but but that's where the foundation came, right? So the the, the layers no, started. You know why it didn't? Because you're forgetting what players were there in that time. I probably Lingard, Kane. Kane was there, yeah. Kane's yeah, but Kane there. was probably the only person there who was actually relevant right now. Like, you look at the players now, it's, yeah. a, it's a different game, it's a different squad. Yeah. I think, even, who was the centre back back time? I, I, I think it was Smalling. I do I'm not pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Smalling. I think because I think, I think it was that shocking, we don't remember many things yeah. about that team. Okay, so 2018 was the foundation. Yeah, 2018 was, was more of a foundation. Um, but again, if you look at players like Mason Mount, Phil Foden, mm. uh, Trent, as well i know he's not injured but if reese james um, yeah. you can put him in there and said um declan rice yeah the this is the future of england and they're all there now and they weren't there back then which is why yeah. i think there's i think the 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 brickwork in a sense was laid in tw- in 2016 world cup was that yeah 16 yeah that was built there because there's a confidence they actually beat columbia on penalties which is like well what's going on I think there was a certain element of foundation. Sorry, yeah. 2018, sorry, yeah. There was, there was an element of a foundation being built. But I think really right now, there's a, there's a, a run that can be made. I think... Like this team could reach the semis. Yeah. And in World Cup, they could reach the semis again. And then in about four years, they could win it. But that's the yeah. sort of team we're looking at right now. But what I also think is that a lot of these guys that are coming through are really versatile players now. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah, want yeah. that game time. Yes. So like Foden, he's switching around a lot. Even for Man City, he's sometimes in the midfield, sometimes he's up front. Yeah. You know, he's on the wing. You know, sometimes he's playing like that. Mason Mount, it's the same. He's in yeah. the midfield. He's sometimes up front, sometimes here and there. So I think because a lot of them have the chance to play and they all have a lot more game time, they have all matured a lot as well. Someone like Rashford, he's really mature as a player, but he's very young. Yeah. You know, he's got plenty of seasons under him in the Champions League, in the Europa League, in the Premier League, playing all these games, you know, winning Europa League, winning things like that. But, you know, that maturity is there now. So that, is. that helps him a lot on the pitch. So, so I was going to, I know you're a United fan, so I know you mentioned <laughs> Rashford. But um, this is why this ties into Southgate. Uh, there's a player on Rashford's side who should be starting, yeah. who should not even be. Can, he sh- he should be there. Like, there's no reason why you wouldn't play him because yeah. he's head and shoulder above anyone in that position. That's Jaden Sancho. Yeah, Jaden Sancho does what Rashford does, but more. So, yeah. like, 
one earth is he wasn't even on the bench like uh, this again that's that's my frustration with Southgate. Yeah, 100%. But, but you're right there was an element of these sort of players who almost like even harry kane became like a real world captain yeah uh, henderson as well actually really built on that success and became like the leader mm-hmm. and these guys are the leaders now so these young players they're really setting an example yeah and i think um that foundation in a sense was built but i think what we're thinking now of England mm-hmm. is that there's a run that could be made. Yeah. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Germany, the foundation was built in 2010, but the run happened in 2016 and then in, sorry, uh, in 2012 and then in 14 when they yeah. eventually won it, that run was made. England have the players to do that. Yeah. But you need a manager who can do that as well. And I just mm. don't think Southgate is the manager to actually bring that forward. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, mean, he hasn't shown anything. That's why. Yeah. And then there's also the aspect that he doesn't have that many games to change tactics, play with tactics, learn new no, tactics. You, you do that in the friendlies. Yeah, but yeah. even his friendlies, they were like the weirdest teams sometimes. Because he, again, he had no he had no clue what he's doing. Yeah, I'm convinced. Like, I'm co- honestly, I'm convinced <laughs> that he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. But again, directly he's just treating it as like FIFA 20. He's like, you know what? These guys are doing well. <laughs> he, if FIFA 20, FIFA 20, it'd be more sensible because you'd start <laughs> guys like Grealish or Sancho, not. <laughs> here's, what, here's what annoys you here's what annoys you right Grealish Sancho either of those players have to be in if they're not starting if you have the other one I'll be like you know what fair enough you made yeah. a tactical decision you saw a neither of them Yeah, Sancho wasn't even on the bench but it, then Sterling was I know Sterling scored but come on man like anyone could have scored that goal and I feel like <sighs> I feel like it was st- the problem in that game as well was that um, they just kept doing long balls to Sterling and Sterling's not in the best of form to like Get the ball and also he's up against six foot two Croatian players yeah. and Sterling's not the tallest kid on the block <laughs> and they, and they have like strength you know yeah. they're like really and, well built. and it's not like Sterling has some good feet but it's not like he's you know Sancho level or Grealish yeah. level so he doesn't I think, you know what? he doesn't have that pace and flair as he used to have no, okay no he still That's has pace like. he still has pace he's he's a good player don't get me wrong like I think Sterling is quality. Mm. I think but, when you have so much more quality but yeah on like the comparatively bench, with Jadon Sancho yeah. if you put Jadon Sancho and Sterling and you're like who's got the best pace and flair I'd always go for Sancho I'd be scared of Sancho coming in because he would make me look like an idiot yeah. and he can do for sure he can do what Sterling does but more he's proved yeah. and people are saying oh well Sterling did it for City Sancho's been doing it for Dortmund he's been yeah. doing it in the Champions League exactly. for time people just don't watch it people just don't watch Bundesliga Which, That's and, and, I'm, and again I'm convinced that Southgate <laughs> doesn't watch it he doesn't watch Bundesliga <laughs> he does not watch Bundesliga oh my it's just and, well clearly he doesn't watch the Prem either because apparently he doesn't like Grealish so yeah I mean there's there's many question marks over it all but I mean I think another benefit of the current team is that a lot of the players are play for top four clubs so they're in you know there's players from you know the top four there's players from, you know, Dortmund, Atletico for Kieran Trippier. They just won the league. You know, Sancho at Dortmund, they're doing crazy as well. And these players are now actually playing lots of different clubs from different countries. Yeah. So I feel like Southgate is heavily relying on their own expertise and their independent, you know, skills for that. But that's not, you know why that's not good? Because it's usually the manager's job to provide that. Yeah. To his players. 100%. I understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but essentially, I feel like uh, <laughs> this is, and this is not really attacking, this is a good attack on Southgate, let's just be clear. Yeah. But essentially, what you said is Southgate has no experience, so he's relying on his players to give him experience on his own job. Yeah. Which is insane. And yeah. bearing in mind, these kids, they're like, a lot of them are really young, like Foden's 21. There's no expertise he has. Like, it's not like they're senior players, mm. you know. 
And I, if I look at, I, I think I think there's an element of Southgate probably doesn't like Grealish and Sancho. I think there's an element of that. Possibly. He loves Mount. Uh, Mount deserves to be off, off the season he had. He deserves to be starting, yeah. and he can play deeper in midfield. So he offers something different. But his Declan Rice, Mason Mount, Raheem Sterling, these are his like boys essentially. Yeah, hundred percent. Even Trippier. So he, he's already showing a bias. And then there. and then Kane just has to be there because there's no other. Kane does have to go. Kane is a guaranteed there's no start. Other striker yeah, he's he's for. literally he he starts like there's no way he's not starting. But yeah. again, that's one of his boys. Um, he even bought Rashford on, who's one of his boys. Yeah, and Rashford yeah. isn't in the best form. I mean, he's, he's, he's good. Get, he's he's good. He's, good he's got twenty goals and assists in the Prem. Blah blah blah. But. Do this you, season, I yeah. genuinely think hand and heart, he did not have a good season. Do you think Southgate has that? So you know, like Sir Alex had that whole. Um, this is not later on, uh, but earlier on during like the ninety nine seasons, mm. he got rid of David Beckham, right? Because yeah. David Beckham was becoming that superstar, almost, and he didn't like it. So yeah. actually, he wanted to send from Madrid. Do you think Southgate has something similar? Because if you look at the players, Sancho, Grealish, there is something similar about them, isn't there? There is, but I don't. I don't think Southgate is like. I don't want them. I think he's just like. These guys have played for me. They've done this well. I trust okay. them. It's that but, trust. Why does he trust Mount and Rice then? That's why I don't get. Uh, th- th- that's why I think. I think there has to even be Foden. Why are you trusting Foden? And, yeah, exactly. And but it, it could be the essence it, of just they're that good that you can't keep them out. To me, it's this is most controversial. But with Watford, maybe maybe <laughs> something. I mean, they they have some nice haircuts. <laughs> Jack Grealish. <laughs> Sancho. Sancho has a dangerous skin fade. Yo, Maybe. If you guys want to come on Wattpod, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys want the haircuts, come on Wattpod, yeah. book it in. Book um, it. You, pro- you guys probably already do, even <laughs> though it's not available right now. Is it available right now, director? No, it's not. Not yet, but coming very, very soon. <laughs> very, very soon. soon. Um, but yeah. Speed up, director. I, anyway. I, I, <laughs> I think I think he likes a certain. It seems like he, he likes a certain image, and he likes his old boys as well. On top of it, yeah. because he, like Mount, um, ever since he got rid of his skin fade, he's been starting every game for England. <laughs> I'm not saying that man has a great season; deserves to be in there. But do you know what I mean? Like, there's there is an element of of uh, Trent as well. Trent has a certain haircut, and he didn't like him. He was not going to bring him. I think I think he was the most relieved man when he found out he was injured because he realized. Now I don't have to start him. And he was never going to start him. Possibly. Possibly. He started Trippier. Trippier's got a nice fade sometimes. No, His fades are clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's decent, decent. But let's make it clear. Do you start Trippier over Reese James? Or Ben Chilwell. Oh, sorry, a left back. Sorry. Left uh, so, back, yeah. wait, so you so played a right ben back Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw. Either or, I'd be happy. Yeah. Even more so Luke Shaw because he had a great season. Yeah. Even though I'm a Chelsea fan, I rate Ben Chilwell. Fair enough. Re- Trippier, Trippier, what? I think Trippier was. I think Trippier is the best right back they have. No, no, he's not the best right back. Yeah, no, Trippier. Left back it, or right back? So left back is Luke Shaw. Shaw yeah, ben and Shaw. that's what Trippier started. Yeah, okay. And Carl Walker right, was and, right back, and right back is Carl Walker, Reece James, Reece James, Trippier. No, no, no. So, no Trippier okay, but, was left back. Yeah, but right? in essence, that's their actual positions, right? Okay. So he should be right back. No, 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 no. Right back. Honestly, if you want experience and you want a good right back, Carl Walker's your go-to. Yeah. He has both. If you want skill, if you want actual ability, you go for Reese James because he has the most ability. Yeah. Um, and he's better in defending and attacking. He he demonstrated in the Champions League. He can actually mm, defend a sure. lot better. Yeah. Um, even the FA Cup final as well. Even though we lost, he kept Vardy in the pocket like yeah. I've never seen. Um, 
Trippier, what does he have? I don't know. I feel like I don't know if this is some weird like bias I have to him, or I don't know why I'm thinking this, but I just yeah. feel like Trippier is, can create those weird chances that maybe Walker and James can't see. I completely disagree yeah. with that because those Most guys are creative as my, well. My knowledge what? is Man United. No, no, I, I have Wan Bissaka as right back. He all he does is tackle. You know, <laughs> he, he does. Yeah, he doesn't cross. He doesn't do nothing. He, he just he actually lets people go past him so he can make a tackle Wan-Bissaka as well. Not in, in the team either. That's ridiculous. Because because the other he's left back, right? He's a right back. Oh uh, yeah, because the right backs are too good. Well, but, okay, okay, so, Southgate, no. Okay, so, so, <laughs> so would you have no. would you have Wan Bissaka over Trippier then? Yeah. Yeah, so then because he offers something, at least yeah. he makes a tackle. He, Trippi, I don't know what Trippier has. I generally don't know because Carl Walker mm. has all those qualities already on the pitch, so mm. he's already providing you experience, leadership, yeah, and more. So why do you need Trippier as well? Surely you should have another fullback because he's providing you something else. Yeah, that's true. I don't, this is why it bugs my I head so much. I feel like we can go on about England for years on years. But that's what makes it so interesting, you know. Um, I don't, at least I have some character for Foden's got his hair dye. He has some yeah. sort of character. So at times England felt like they had no character. The soul was being sucked out of the team. Yeah. Now they've got something, but mm. I feel like before everyone looked stressed to be there. Yeah. And now everyone's yeah, happy yeah. to be there. They want to be there. So that's true. Actually, that's yeah. a positive. Um, I mean, you can even see it with the training videos and the you know when they arrive and stuff like how friendly they are with each yeah. other and everything. So. I mean, a lot of them went through the system together. Yeah. Like you saw in the Champions League final, phone and Mount. Them, you know, mm. um, they have that closeness to each other. Yeah. Um. Uh. And but yeah. I mean, I think that pretty much covers football for now. No. I mean, we still have to do our predictions for Euros. Oh, I was hoping I was avoiding that one. I was trying to trick you there. Uh, <laughs> because honestly, when it comes to predictions, okay, you can do. Um, Actually, my record hasn't been bad. Thinking back now, there's only one World Cup where I was really off. So do predictions for final and winner. What two teams do you reckon will reach the final? Oh, I don't, but I don't know the schedule. Actually, so that I, would I, help. Too much. I don't know how. Like, yeah, that's that's the issue. Like, yeah, if you're telling me the best teams, I can I can go from that. Which teams I expect to do well? Okay, so which teams do you expect to do well? Like what yeah. what teams do you think will so, be like? So off the bat, if I'm looking at uh, squad like player for player, France are the best squad. I mm-hmm. feel it's the most complete squad. Yeah. And they essentially um, uh, signed a player like like in a transfer with Benzema. Yeah, I know there's no, but they literally made a major signing with Benzema. I mean, I've rated Benzema for so long, man. He's injured so currently, but I but mate, even if it's injured, like I'd start him ahead of Giroud, and I love Chelsea. <laughs> so and Giroud is good as well, um, but Benzema for something completely Benzema different and like unique. Got this different I mean, he's, class. Yeah, he's one of the greatest in Europe. Yeah. Um, incredible player, and him and Mbappe together. Dude, would work well. It worked with Real Madrid and Ronaldo. It's yeah. going to work with this. Um, the other team, I thought Holland were actually going to make it very far. Then Van Dijk got injured. Yeah. Right now, I haven't seen them play yet. Um, so I need to see a bit more about yeah. them. I think they, they won 3-2 against Ukraine or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So it seemed like they struggled. But, but again, 3-2, it shows you they needed a defense and needed a Van Dijk. Yeah. Because that could have been a 3-0. And yeah. all of a sudden, we're having a different conversation. So I don't know. I need to see a bit more of them. But I honestly feel Germany, I, I want obviously yeah. German. But um, I've not as much as Southgate. I don't have a lot of faith in Joachim Löw anymore. I think, oh. I think football's almost past him. But I think when Flick comes in in the World Cup, I think we'll be deadly. Yeah. So I'm patient playing the patient game of Germany. <laughs> honestly, I think um, a team to watch out for will be Italy. Italy, yeah. I think they're a team to watch out for. They've got something to prove. I think Italy, Belgium. Belgium's 
Belgium have been aging though, and De Bruyne is um, out of a concussion. Maybe he comes back and scores six goals. So by the time we yeah. put this but, out, but. I feel like you can never write off Belgium though. You can't. I mean, Lukaku's on hot form. Like yeah. he is crazy. Like that man, right as now. soon as he sees a goal, he just like yeah. He, scores. Lukaku's a different beast, so he could carry that team. So, um, so who's your ultimate winner? Just put it down. Who's your winner? Who's winning the Euros in in Fike's head? If I had to put my money on, which I'm not, because that's haram. Yeah, very haram. Um, <laughs> but um, honestly, if I had to choose a team, that would be uh, France, just because of the team itself. Um, I, I haven't seen enough. To, I'll probably get a better prediction as games go on. Yeah, I think team to watch out for is Italy. I think I think they can re- really do some damage. Yeah, they got something to prove. Uh, they're not afraid to play dirty, and Jorginho is the man. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like him, but let me tell you something. I'm biased. I'm a Chelsea fan. But people sleep on Jorginho. He is a, a real problem in midfield. Okay. I mean, from my side, I think winners, Germany. Really? Yeah, I just feel like Germany's got a pretty solid team. They do. Um, team. And Joachim Löw on his last, you know, legs. Yeah. He needs to prove something from the World Cup. Yeah, he's not going to, but... He's not... <laughs> I'm joking. I, I believe in him. I feel like he will. Okay, okay. So I feel I like so. Germany, yeah. And then underdog... I don't, know, I don't really know about the other teams really some people are saying Turkey but that was before the 3-0 loss <laughs> yeah I mean Turkey people are like Turkey yeah they're the youngest team but then that doesn't really help you too many times Portugal actually is one we're mentioning as well it should get a special like, mention because like, that's a very strong team I feel like Portugal might be my that. underdog they could be and the thing is um, that group is such a tough group but all three of them could actually make it out because yeah. there's always one team that I can actually go yeah and Hungary are... The best third so place team, they do like some playoff and they can come through anyway. Exactly, yeah. So there's a chance that all three of them can go through. Yeah. Portugal are a serious, serious team. And, and Ronaldo's not, nothing to do with it because Ronaldo is right now at the stage of his luxury player. Mm. So he, they can win for about 60 minutes. He could score like two goals, come off and they can rest him. And they can afford to do it because of the players they have around him. Yeah. They've got a solid, solid team they've around him. They've got a really good team to start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and every position they've got at least someone there. You know and what I mean? Even if they take off like Ronaldo, you've got like what? Diego Jota. He did really good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a class player. You've got Felix right next to Ronaldo as well. Yeah. He can essentially do the same thing at this stage of his career. Deadly team. Fernandez at midfield. Uh, I think... Their defence is good. Pepe, Rum Diaz. Uh, Conce- is Cancela fullback as well? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, he's. I think they're the right back. Yeah. Uh, uh, s- sorry, our director's trying to direct, um, but he's doing a wait. terrible job. No way. Serious? Oh, guys, so breaking news. Wait, wait, wait. So, what did they say? What did they say? So, um, yeah. Point the mic towards him. Point the, point the mic towards him. So, you sorry. can just say off cam. Let's see if this point works. And then, so, there's to Liam and Social Klaus after reviewing the result for Holder vs. Gip fight with scores 49-46, Eson 49, uh, Gip won by a unanimous decision. I have no excuse for it being called a majority draw other than plain simple human error. I'm embarrassed by, by this mistake, not catching it and correcting it ringside. I sincerely apologize to both fighters, especially Mr. Gibb. Who fought an amazing fight and deserved the recognition for his win? Sincerely, Tom Sconzo is the director, which is International Sport Karate. Damn, hey, fantastic name. Um, so guys, um, in case you Damn. didn't hear our director, um, we just got the news. Anison Gibb, <laughs> the man himself, has Big got the Gibber. W. And got the dub. I don't know what he meant by human error, um, because <laughs> I don't understand how you can have a human error in judging. 
that's the whole point about judging. Um, well, I, I think, and I'd correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like they wanted to push a narrative and he got found think, out and he got embarrassed and they realized, well, actually, it's not worth it because we're not going to sign any fighters in future pay-per-views. Let's think, actually give give the draw, uh, the W because he deserves it. My conspiracy was that they needed something where people talk about the event. Oh, that's interesting. Because all you had was YouTubers winning. That's not much to talk about. People knew YouTubers would win. You had one knockout. True. That's it. You had True. one upset. Deji losing. But everyone knew Deji would lose from the weigh-in of the way he looked okay and the size he was yes um he'd had a great round one round two but you know ultimately he lost so you had sort of an upset sort of a chat about it um but there was no thing where people kept talking about the event okay and they were really pushing this social media narrative yeah and if you looked at trending they were never trending really yeah it was individuals trending deji was trending his jarvis was trending because of his knockout yeah um, but there's nothing that made social gloves or live by live trend. So bringing that draw made them trend. It it does actually make a lot of sense if you think about it because it, it definitely them, created a buzz. I was talking about to it. To them, doing a little thing afterwards keeps them trending. It does. Because now everyone's talking about Gib and people are like, wait, so Gib won, what is this? Oh, there's a live by live social gloves. Oh, but, that's but what they do. But do you think that organization... If you're a YouTuber and yeah. you're fighting against a bigger star, yeah. would you really want to fight for that organization, knowing that that could happen again? People will forget. Do you think? People will forget. Or do you think they'd rather go to nah, the UK and go with Eddie Hearn? People will forget. That's true. It is the internet. In, um, for America, people will forget easily. In America, things yeah, short trends, memory is a big thing in America. Let's not question their abilities. <laughs> That's a dark hole to go down. Um, no, but, but in America, that trends, generation, that generation, come on, that generation, um, it has that. That is why TikTok. The whole t- listen, we're just covering the space. Let's call it what it is: YouTube, TikTok. The whole listen. The whole point about TikTok is having a short attention span. That's the whole point about having TikTok. <laughs> and we're gonna do be no different because let's be honest, we don't want to waste anyone's time. Yeah. Even though we were talking about the Euros, now we're talking about Anderson Gibb. But no, my no, point there's of view gonna be separate clips. Oh, we yeah. don't need to mention that. Oh, okay, fair enough. But my point of view was that um, even for the company. Um, positives and negatives always boost the company's name. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. Like you could have the like HSBC worked with cartels and stuff, did money laundering. Does anyone remember that? Oh, Does yeah, anyone even right. think I about don't. that? No, you're right. Um, you know, Elon Musk doing weird things with Tesla and SpaceX. Does anyone remember? No, no one cares. That's, that's true. That's the thing. People care in the moment, and then two days later, three days later, they'll be like, "Oh, it's whatever." You're right, actually, because um. We see the same thing in boxing happen all the time. Yeah. There's always bad calls. You always go back to it. Mm-hmm. So I suppose they're being boxing. They're, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing in that sense, just trying to get that attention. Um, I mean, what do you think? What do you think? How do you think Gibb feels? Do you think he's just happy to get the W? Or is it a bit the, like, why, the thing why is, did it The thing is, Gibb that? knew he won. Everyone yeah, knew Gibb won. Uh, yeah. So it was yeah, never yeah. the fact of like, Maybe he won, maybe he didn't win. People knew hands yeah. down, hand on heart, he won. Yeah. And he knew that himself. Taylor knew that when from seeing his reaction. You didn't see it, and the anything. ref knew that. Did you see the reaction of the ref as yes. well? So people knew he won. Yeah. So I think it just helps him be like, you know what? Like, look, this solidifies that I won. There's no controversy about it. I actually won. Yeah, you're right in that sense. I think every I've never seen in boxing 
because you even even when a lot of people say like oh this person should want like Tyson Fury in the mm, first fight mm-hmm. um there's still some people who could make a, honestly like a decent claim of why they thought the other fighter won yeah right with this one there there's no question like a look um, the eye test and also the stats. I think the punches thrown. Yeah, the punches were <laughs> forty-one to like twenty-five or something. It was, it it was ridiculous. Rid- yeah, it was ridiculous. And that was yeah. the same pattern we saw in all the other wins. Literally the same yeah, pattern. Yeah, one person just dominating. One person really. Dominated. Yeah, and the other person threw less punches, and that person won. True. So. My my point of view, they just needed something to make a controversial and put their name out there. Well, it did work. You're right. It worked. Um, it yeah. worked. So, in fact, Gib looked really, really good as well. Yeah. And I already talked about it, but maybe rematch Jake Paul? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably I not. Think, I, think, but, I, think, I think Jake Paul probably won't fight any YouTubers. Yeah, I think, I think, I think him, he's over it. I think him and Logan Paul in the same space because yeah. I think we mentioned the other day, um, the skill, and I, I put KSI in the same bracket as well, actually, the skill uh, and the clout ratio is really, really strange for them because yeah. in terms of clout, you know, they're up with the biggest fighters in the world. Mm-hmm. They, they just are. Um, they occupy this this space that we just mentioned. Yeah. It's, they are the kings of that. Yeah. Um, but skill-wise, there are a lot, there are massive, you know, there are, they're just levels above all these other YouTubers and influencers. 100%. But are they the same level as pro boxers? Not quite yet. Um, as championship levels, like championship boxers, of course not. But that's that's where it puts them in a really awkward place, which is why you're seeing Jake Paul trend, like treading his water with MMA fires, mm. going step by step, because he's trying to see... Honestly, you have the competitive side to it, but I respect it because he's trying to test his his skill level. He's yeah. trying to test where he's at. Of course, Logan Paul went against Mayweather, but that was clearly you know the money grab. Yeah. Um, but you can see Jake Paul really going for how far can I actually go? Yeah. So, but I think genuinely, like Jake would never come back to YouTube. He would never do a YouTube boxer unless it's KSI. Maybe yeah, KSI, maybe Logan if, Paul. Maybe Logan Paul. Logan Paul. They already said they'll fight anyway. So yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Um. Maybe Gib, if Gib gets enough, you know, clout again. Yeah, he, even if Gib gets clout, though, you're right because Jake Paul is actually part of. He's really strange to say, but he's part of mainstream sports media. Yeah, like you know, in America, ESPN, all those yeah, guys. Yeah. He he's one of the guys there. He was on a podcast exclusively made for fighting. Like he now occupies a completely yeah. different space. And and to be honest, I don't want to watch him fight KSI. Yeah, I don't want to watch him fight. Not anymore. Not anymore. Anything. I just want to keep seeing how far up he can go up that ladder. I'd rather see yeah. that than watch him and KSI fight, man. Yeah, it's a, it's just a petty argument on YouTube now, isn't it? That's, That's what most is. YouTube fighters fight, fighting is. Yeah, but it's just it, it's not that Jake Paul would win or Jake Paul's on another level. He's just yeah. in a different field now. Yeah, I and agree. it just doesn't make sense for him to come back from that field. I mean, the curiosity is almost like Icarus. How far can he fly? Yeah, because the sun. Yeah, and is he smart enough to pull out, or actually can he go all the way? Yeah. And he, he's fighting Woodley, and I think that's a massive step. Yeah. I respect him when lose a draw for fighting him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he beats him, but if he does beat Woodley, oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, if he beats Woodley, there's no way. There's why would you? Why would you go to KSI? Why? Yeah, there's no I all mean, respect to KSI. Like I love K, I love him. I, I, he's my favorite. I think, ever, but I think if he beats Woodley, the fight between him and McGregor makes sense. Yeah, or him and uh, and any other sense. like more on the Diaz brothers called him out as well. Yeah, but I don't think the Diaz brothers um, because the 
uh, actually it could work. I don't think I don't think that fight will happen because I don't think uh, Jake Paul would want the Diaz brothers. I think his clout is very similar. Mm. McGregor is on um, slightly higher levels. So he can bring something to the table. Yeah, you know that's for and sure. let's be and honest. they're similar characters, really. Yeah, they're actually very very similar. Yeah, even so it'd tattoos. be interesting to see. It'd be really weird to see as well too. Yeah. Same. We, actually, we could get the humble McGregor uh, that we saw against Poirier, the one who was, you yeah. know, talking about his hot sauce and taking pictures with him. You never know. Maybe. Um, maybe you could see humble Jake Paul. That would that would be something. That'd be nice. But yeah, I mean, we diverted from Euros to boxing, but I think it was a good diversion. With again, we could cut this out. I don't know why you're mentioning it. You're ruining what bar. We're not you ruining what You have ruined. There's no. There's no ruined what but. There's no cuts in this podcast, man. It's authentic. It's okay, real. Okay, I like, like the app. It's real. It's real authentic. Like, like our partners. What but? What? I just had an idea for a challenge, by the way. What I just had a challenge for an idea, yes. by the way, and I probably should be saying this on camera, but you know what? We're going with the flow. Um, what if we did a little competition with our partners, mm. and one of us or both of us? Yeah. Gets a haircut for every <clears throat> single one, and then we show it to these guys and let the viewers rate the rate the trim. Yeah, we'll just do, take a couple of votes. We'll see who won, and we give a little reward. What does our director think? I think it's, it's a good idea. Right, we can, we can draw up the plans and really talk about it. The question is, can. what kind of haircut are you going to go for? <sighs> it's got to be the same style consistently. Otherwise, it's unfair. I think whatever my style is right now, I'll go for that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what my style. You haven't is. got a haircut recently. So there's there's no there's no haircut. You're I don't gonna, know. You're just gonna grow your hair out. <laughs> uh, I don't know really. But oh, we'll we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it off camera. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Actually, um, going on that theme, um, since we've already covered a huge topics, um, talking about showing certain things. Yeah. Showing off. I believe, uh, just like back in primary school, you have a little item you want to show. Yeah, it's like golden time at primary yeah. school. You know, that one hour you get. But um, I think this will be visible on camera. We've got this little Illuminati eye box, tin it puts box. slightly close. So you can focus in maybe. I think like, it's, it's slightly, just slightly. It, right? Yeah, there you go. Maybe not as awkwardly. There, that okay, camera. there you go. Yeah, that's perfect. This camera. There you go. Okay, so this tin... If you don't understand what this tin is, it's Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm -hmm. um, now, Fike is really into his Yu-Gi-Oh cards, heavily into them. Um, yes. I watched the anime when I was younger, yes. um, and I rewatched the whole thing. Just, 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 just sorry, show. just a quick disclaimer. I'm not as into them as I am now. So if you test me with knowledge recently, I would not be able to tell you. But anyway, go ahead. But yeah, um, I recently got my little deck. Um, and because... Bike's knowledge is so great in the in the space. I thought we should probably show off some cards. Um, and we then Fike knows some little secret facts about Yu-Gi-Oh as well, I heard, through the grapevine of our director, who's eating at 1am. But yeah, so we've got different cards. These are like, I don't know how they'll show on camera, but these are the... Um, they will show if you put it... To us, even in the cut, we could even edit in. Oh uh, yeah, we can edit um, it in. But to be honest with you, I think we should... Do you want to show each card or do you want to talk a bit more about the values and how their rarity works? Um, I think let's talk about that because not just Yu-Gi-Oh cards are now picking up in value, mm. but we've got Pokemon cards heavily yeah. up in value. We had, we had um, speaking of boxing, Logan Paul wore a Charizard as a chain, no? So, I mean, the values of these cards are crazy now. Um, they're doing fancy things like this is like a pr prism. 
Yeah, you, you, yeah, you guys will recognize rare. that card as well. It's um, one of the OG cards, Monster yeah. Reborn, but one of the oldest cards in the game. But so. in a crazy rare, like shiny a really shiny thing. version. I think if I flick it around like this, it'll probably see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so these cards are now coming in like different versions, ultra rares, super rares, um, and they're really picking up the price. So, yeah. what do you think of the um, the marketplace now for cards? Do you reckon it's a healthy addition to the cards or a negative addition because many people in the pokemon in like community yeah see two sides they see either profit it's fun let's do it and then another side is like maybe a kid just wants some pokemon cards and now the packs are really expensive (laughs) well to be fair the values of the packs don't um change um in in, well more so Yu-Gi-Oh because the more expensive the pack is uh the more rare cards for example you get for example your pack that you got um you have i think like two or one cigarette at least yeah. per pack it's that, like guaranteed yeah. yeah it's a guarantee so that, that's the sort of thing you get um the thing is i think it's a benefit because it th- there's two sides when it comes to trading cards number one is actually for example going to tournaments becoming good at it and competing yeah second part which is what we as kids used to do uh, which is what i'm sure people watching will remember is actually collecting yeah trading oh, I want that card because mm-hmm. I, I like it, so I'm going to trade that. Mm-hmm. And that spirit is being captured by collecting as well. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's why a lot of people, including myself, would watch unboxing videos Yeah, because we want to be part of that experience and that experience means more than actually playing the game. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely agree with that. I think, I think there's obviously two sides to each thing. One side is like, yeah, okay, maybe kids are missing out on specific packs because there are packs in Pokemon now that are like, you know, branded weirdly and they're like $500 for one pack. Yeah. It's like nine cards and there's no guarantees in them. That's so, why I like Yu-Gi-Oh! You're never going to get that information. Yeah. So um, with Yu-Gi-Oh! It's just, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! The, the difference is Yu-Gi-Oh! is such a serious game. Yeah. It's not like Pokemon where like you've got, you know, different... Or you've got like mana, energy, you know, things like that. Here it's like really... There's, yeah, there's... Because it's it's a card game and... Actually, is int- okay. So Pokemon is a video game, yeah, and then it branched off to a card game and an anime. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh was actually a manga first, mm-hmm. and fun fact: the creator of it was, um, you know, just playing that card game, and someone, a fan, wrote and it said, "We want to know what card games they're playing, those yeah. characters, and we want to play the same card game." So the next chapter, he actually put cards in, drew them out, and gave descriptions how to play the game. Oh, really? So the game actually took off as a consequence of the anime rather than the other way around. You mean the manga, right? Sorry, the yeah. manga, yeah, yeah. Because then, yeah, the anime was, was animated, blah, blah, blah. So originally there was no card game. It was just a bunch of shadow games, which were life and death scenarios, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, like there's one game where, oh, like uh, if you shoot this this gun with the glass in hand, then you might be burned alive, you'll die or I die. Uh, there's a really so, terrible so, description, but games so like So Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, like a really... Dark, dark, yeah, dark yeah. Thing. like the pharaoh, you know, the spirit. Um, he was different, evil, evil pharaoh, and yeah. he would help Yugi because, um, it'll be against someone who's trying to do harm to him. Mm. He'd come up with these really dark games where he would end up killing the person so essentially. Is this where the Shadow Realm theory, well, um, what the true Shadow Realm used to be? Is. Y- y- yes, or no. Um, so again, going by the dark theme, um, the original Japanese um, anime and the manga, of course, as well. Um, there was no when a player was playing a shadow game, it was a life and death game, just mm-hmm. how it was originally before the Yu-Gi-Oh card game was created. So if you lost, for example, you lost your life points, um, you will die. 
in the anime oh, manga. Now, with the Shadow Realm is, which a lot of you will remember, and the reason why is because it was an invention created by the dubs, um, especially for kids. Yeah. So when it came to America and as a consequence UK as well, um, they obviously didn't want to let kids know it's life and death game, yeah. you know, with, with, a, with a children's trading card. So, <laughs> so they created the Shadow Realm, uh, which is essentially you lose you are banished to the shadow realm. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, if you really think about it, your soul being banished to a place called the shadow realm where you can't really return unless you're, mm-hmm. you're a special magical pharaoh. Yeah. Sounds a lot worse, if you ask me, than actually dying. Because yeah. um, <laughs> it sounds like you're guaranteed to go in a version of hell. And yeah. I'd, I'm not sure if that's really where I would want to be. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think even in the anime, they show maybe Joey or something goes to the shadow realm and he's stuck there for a while. Yeah, um, it, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that's the essence of you know the hell, where it's just a sort of repeated thing where you can't get out. Yeah, so in manga, it's just you're either mind trapped or you're literally dead. You're in hell, basically, yeah. which is insane. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think um a lot of times um when it comes to dubs and subs, um Japanese culture is very different. Mm-hmm, so um, sure. it seems like they're more hardcore. Yeah, down there. Um, I'm not sure. Remember, you remember One Piece when it came to four kids? They started having guns, they had bubble guns, which is really weird. <laughs> instead, of, instead of Sanji, which I don't know if you guys remember him, but he's a character who's notorious. Like, it's part of his character that he smokes. Like, it's just a. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the word? A pet peeve? Is No, not a pet peeve. No, it's, it's just. It's, uh, um, something it's, is... trait. it's a trait that he has. Yeah. So, in four kids, they gave him a lollipop. Damn. Literally a lollipop. He just has a lollipop instead. Just, 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 and when he brings out, he does this. He just brings out the lollipop. Oh man! Um, which, that actually ruins the image of One Piece. And that's why it didn't take off as well. Uh, but Yu Gi Oh did fine because the trading card came in coalition, so the Yu Gi Oh card itself became a marketing for the anime. Yeah. Um, but then in the long run, after the anime finished, the, the anime an- became a marketing for the card yeah. game. Like so, the anime was yeah. like, you guys want to know how you play watch the anime basically yeah yeah yeah. the only consistent was pokemon because pokemon was always a way of making money the anime was to promote the video game Mm. that was a primary reason and they always kept it which is why they always kept the main characters the same age yeah that's true just just never grows up yeah whereas you go it always changes main characters a bit different every time yeah they they, they change them even in pokemon ashes and like Three different Pokemons or something like that. Like yeah, three he, different storylines, yeah, which makes no sense. And still, I think like eleven or something. <laughs> yeah, um, he's still the same age. Yeah, like like months goes by, years goes by. No, he's still the same age. He's actually like an older man, just a creep. Even at one point, they're like, "Oh man, he's been in so many regions. He has so much experience." I'm like, "Well, no, he doesn't, because he, <laughs> he's probably in one region for one week or two weeks. Yeah, literally, <laughs> and he's just moved on." But yeah, I, I digress. Um, I think that's again that's something Hugo called is they change the whole timeline so it sets in the future and then they have a new character because yeah. of course Yuki can't live for 50, 60 years after being 20. Yeah, no, for so, sure. So it, it's, um, I suppose it's more prestige with Yu Gi Oh! Hence why, even if you look at the design, yeah, this is a retro design, you know, it's a mm-hmm. retro feel and our generation remember that more. Yeah, but the new generation, so. they have will have no idea what that is, yeah, at all. They'll be more used to you know GX and onwards. Even got... GX is old. Listen, GX is about fifteen years old now. Oh damn! Yeah. So even that. Imagine that for them, the new one is. I think what I think that was not even Zeal. I think Zexel is old now. So they have something else going on. Yeah. So makes you feel old, doesn't it? <laughs> but, Everything makes me feel old, man. I'm 21. Yeah. I feel old every day. 
Oh, that's 21. Wow. You're so, <laughs> so old. Great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, that <laughs> the director was, just gave me a look as well. <laughs> yeah, he's a Buddha guy, bro. Um, so yeah, that's our show and tell segment, I guess. Um, I feel like we should probably do one each each podcast. Just bring yeah. something random and just have like that. Just talk, talk a bit about more it. about yeah. the... Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, let us know. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying let us know. I'm still thinking in the habit. Um, <laughs> Because we're we're gonna pre-record this anyway, so yeah. So no, ma- no matter what you say, we're gonna give. You're gonna get what you're given. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, so do let us know if you want us. Yeah, do to, let us know if you want to. If you, um, if you want something specific, or you know, like yeah. subscribe, all of that. Um, let us know what you think about uh, Willard defies glasses. What you think about my backwards hat? Um, let us know uh, what you think about. Well, you guys didn't say director sleep last time. Uh, yeah, you was sleeping pretty bad. But yes, um, just just send us comments about you know why it's unprofessional. Yeah, um, you can actually send us uh, voice messages on Anchor.fm. So if you go to yes, our page on can. Anchor.fm, you can send us voice messages. Here's a challenge: uh, send us your best snoring impression. We'll see how accurate it is. <laughs> this is a fun little game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how accurate it is, and then we may put it over our director's snoring. Uh, on TikTok, and Instagram, and exactly, all that. and we will shout you out as well at the very least. Maybe yeah. a special prize for you, but we'll definitely you shout you at the very least. Maybe give you a little. Uh, prismatic super rare but monster reborn um you're not getting that it's very expensive yeah you're not getting you're (laughs) You're not getting any of these um but yeah thank you for listening those of you on spotify do make sure you watch the video on youtube so you know what we're showing and what we're displaying on screen um if you don't have the time thank you anyway for listening um we hope your train journey your little sleep maybe you wanted to snore like our director um you know whatever you were doing you listened to it enjoyed it had fun um, but yeah, thank you for listening, and it's been what the podcast. No, what a time to podcast is. Oh, name? you messed up. Messed We're up. gonna keep this in, by the way. Uh, it's what a time to podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, inshallah, <laughs> it's all pre-recorded, so you are definitely gonna see us soon. Uh, and it might be cut. Okay. Anyway, thank all you. Right. Bye. Bye.